What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Watching Rumbuncher Radio. This is a breaking news update as Adam Frazier has officially been traded to the San Diego Padres. The Pirates are going to be getting three prospects in return. They're going to be sending some money out west as well. Jack Sawinski, Tucapita Marcano, and Michelle Milano. Miliano. That one, uh, the last name there, we're working on the pronunciation. There's, uh, We're going to need to clarify that first name especially. But Miliano, Marcano, and Suwinski, your guys' initial thoughts. Obviously, the return at first was a little bit underwhelming, and this was surprising. This deal, of course, not happening at the deadline now a week before it. Your guys' first thoughts as you heard that Adam Frazier was going to be heading out west to join Joe Musgrove with the San Diego Padres. Well, as soon as I saw Frazier was being moved, you know, in the deadlines five days from now, my first thought was Charrington got exactly what he's looking for. Um, you know, I, I think I think Frazier was getting moved by Friday no matter what. But I think if Ben didn't have the exact what he was looking for, he would have waited out until Friday. Um, the fact that they also sent the Padres over a million dollars in this trade should tell you that the Pirates got what they were looking for. Um, I agree with you on the surface. It does seem a little underwhelming. Um, as more has come out since the trade has occurred, it seems to make more sense. Uh, you know, we have found out that the Pirates have been after Marcano for a while now, you know, looked to get him in the Musgrove deal and that did not occur. But, yeah, I, I personally, even though I may see it as being a little of an under- underwhelming return, I, A, that doesn't mean I don't like it. I do think it was a good return. But, B, you know, the fact that Ben Charrington went out five days before the deadline and moved money in the deal should tell you that he got a return that he likes a lot. Yeah, I agree, Marty. Like you said, it's it's all about Ben Charrington targeting specific guys, right? And we've seen him do this in every trade he's made, draft, he, draft pick he makes, right? Like he's always looking for specific types of players and he received that in this deal. I agree. Underwhelming at first, you know, I was, 
got excited when we saw the Padres and it's not even so much the Mercano part. It was the secondary pieces. I thought, you know, it wasn't far off to what I projected them to get from the White Sox. Um, I thought they could have got more headline, you know, top 30 type guys. But like I said, knowing how Charrington operates, um, both those secondary pieces, especially Sawinski, uh, he has a up arrow next to his name. So, there's things to be optimistic about with the prospects. Um, I think the the reason we're seeing a little people being underwhelmed is because we had people like John Heyman floating out there that the White Sox would maybe be willing to part with Andrew Vaughn. But it's another one of those things like teams don't move elite prospects anymore unless they're getting like an elite player back and Adam Frazier by all accounts in 2021 has been an elite player, but before this, he hasn't been. So it's, it's hard to really gauge. And the fact that he made this deal five days out tells me that there maybe wasn't, you know, quite as a robust market as we thought for Frazier. It might've really boiled down to the Padres and the Mariners and, no other teams are really, you know, that actually involved in the the talks. Yeah, I, I think one important thing you touched on there too, Nick, with Adam Frazier is while yes, he is having an absolutely tremendous season, you know, you ultimately you have to look at the career numbers for Frazier. Um, you know, coming into the season, he was a guy who career wise was roughly about a League average hitter, you know, I think his career OPS or his career WRC plus, excuse me, coming into the season was 101. League average is 100. Um, this season, yes, he's having a big year, but it's fueled by a season that's probably not sustainable. Um, his hard hit rate is actually in the bottom 3% of baseball. His average exit velocity is three miles per hour below the league average. So what he's doing is not going to continue. He's 31 years old. You know, he's only controlled through next season. So these were all factors as well to probably not making his trade value as high as a lot of people ourselves probably included thought, but you know, ultimately I think the pirates, they, they got a good return. And again, just not to keep harping on this bit of Ben Charrington did not love this return. Not only is he not making it five days before the deadline, he's not including money in it. And that's kind of my point too. It's like for him to make that deal this far out, that means he, he got what he was looking for and he didn't believe that there was going to be, you know, a, a better offer. It, you know, if he believed that there would as, was going to be a more robust bidding war type market, um, he would have waited. But clearly um, he felt like this was the, the best he would be able to get for Adam Frazier. And one other thing too, because I've seen people mention this on Twitter um, about why the Pirates didn't hold out to get a better return for Frazier, hold out, you know, keep him through the trade deadline, let his trade value continue to rise. Even if Adam Frazier comes out and hits the rest of the year the way he has through the first four months of the season, his trade value is never going to be higher than it was right now because, you know, you lose those couple extra months of control in addition to the fact that this season is one that's not going to be sustainable moving forward. Adam Frazier's trade value is never going to be higher, and they were not going to get a bigger package for him in the offseason. They most certainly would have not have gotten a bigger package from him. They would have waited until end season next year to move him. Or if they had moved him earlier. I mean, we know who Adam Frazier is. This is this is a player that, like you said, is career-wise hit around league average. And I saw a number today after this trade went down. 
I know, you know, he was the starting second baseman in the All-Star game, and he's had an unbelievable season, but there's 96% of hitters have a higher exit velo on average than Adam Frazier does. He finds holes, and he's been great, but this isn't necessarily sustainable, and it wasn't going to be. And, you know, you're not fooling anybody at the end of the day when you know, there's millions of dollars being passed around and deals that are this important. Padres knew what they're going to get in Adam Frazier, and they know what the future of Adam Frazier holds. It's not this necessarily. Trey, I think that's a great point, too. Like, the Padres have a very good front office. You know, they've built they built one of the best farm system in, in baseball, and they've put together one of the best teams in baseball. Like, they know what they're doing. And one thing I do want to talk about is, you know, they, they use projections, too. And Adam Frazier is – going way past his projections for this year. Okay. And that's not in like Marty said, that's kind of like, yes, that's good. And it helps his value. Definitely. But at the same time, like it's looked at as kind of like not sustainable. Like those projections are there for a reason. He's not a power hitter and teams aren't going to pay elite prospects for guys who aren't a power hitter. And at the end of the day, um, you know, they got three intriguing guys here for uh, a light hitting second baseman. Yeah, I think that's well put. A quality Adam of Frazier. hitting second baseman. Yeah, I mean, you know, and, and if you look at this season, you might think Adam Frazier is one of the best second basemen in the league. And he's had an unbelievable year, but that's this season. And it is three prospects in return. It's also going um, on that magical number of 30. Yeah, exactly. It's age. It's It's timing with the rebuild. None of it makes sense to keep around Frazier, but I think we were beyond that discussion. We knew he was going to be traded. We just didn't know exactly what was going to come back. And now that we see three prospects coming, uh, you know, for now, it looks like Mercano is going to make his way to the major leagues this season. And the roster shouldn't be too, too hairy at this point, but they're going to have to clear some space. And especially, especially as we talk about this offseason, they're going to need to, uh, to make some moves to keep all of these guys on the team. Some Rule 5, um, you know, situations coming as well. How do they how do they work around the rosters? You know, Cole Tucker's days may be limited. We talked about that before the show. You guys thoughts on what they do to bring all these guys in and, and keep them on the roster. Yeah, it's it's gonna be really interesting to see what happens here, especially um as trades continue throughout the week. Um I'm assuming Marcano, obviously easy one. He takes Frazier's spot on the 40 man roster, but both of the other players acquired in this deal are Rule 5 eligible this offseason. I don't think the Pirates go out and get them knowing that if they didn't plan on adding them to the 40-man roster. And, you know, if you look at some of the other guys who are going to be Rule 5 eligible this offseason, the Pirates are going to be in a little bit of 40-man hell. Uh, Levero Paguero, Travis Swaggerty, Tanash Thomas, Mason Martin, Kanan Smith and Jigba, Cal Mitchell, Eddie Yeen, all guys, Omar Cruz, who they got in the Joe Musgrove trade. Again, you don't go out and get him and then not protect him, especially him having a good season. So the Pirates are going to be looking at having to put eight, nine, ten guys onto the roster to protect them from the Rule 5 draft, which is just a ridiculously high number. Now, not to slight anybody or anything, but there, there are more than eight, nine, ten guys currently on the 40-man roster who are going to be easy to cut ties with. But I think, and Nick, I know there's something you're going to get into. I'm going to be curious to see if the position they're currently in with the 40-man roster, how that will impact what, who and what they may pursue in any other trade talks this week. Yeah, um, you know, and I'm going to just flat out say this. This might be a bit of a stretch, but I think this could lead to some creative deals. Um, 
you know, like Marty said, we're, we're up against that 40 man roster uh, big time. And it just doesn't make sense. You know, Ben Charrington, Steven Sanders, you know, they did their homework. They, you know, they know what's coming this off season. So, you know, what, what's going to happen? Obviously we have some DFA candidates and we have a lot more trade candidates as well. A guy like Richard Rodriguez gets dealt, um, you know, he's controlled through next year. So he comes off your 40 man roster, but I, I think they could look to maybe expand some deals and kind of cut ties with some of these players. Like we saw them do with uh, Kevin Kramer uh, not too long ago, they traded him to Milwaukee and actually got something in return for him. So, you know, I think we, we could see them potentially move Cole Tucker, this, this trade deadline. I think um, them getting Mercana kind of shows the, puts the writing on the wall that Tucker's done here. Um, you know, they already kind of were giving Castro that chance in front of Tucker. And now you throw in this uh, Mercano who obviously, like we said, Charrington really likes and chances there's a good chance that he might just step right in uh, day one uh, as soon as he gets uh, the trade goes through. So, you know, where does Cole Tucker fit in this? I'm not, I'm not sure. I'm not saying that they're going to necessarily be able to trade him, but I do wonder if you find a team that's looking to just kind of add depth to their roster, you know, maybe they're getting one of our relievers like a Chris Stratton and they're looking at and saying, Hey, we need some middle infield depth. Maybe like we'll take on Cole Tucker. We liked, you know, we like him. We know he can play the position. We have some injury question marks uh, up the middle. So, you know, we can, we, we'll take him on and give you an additional piece type of thing. Um, you know, we'll see. But I, I do think there's potential for a very creative deal this week. It's going to be fun to follow. And, you know, like you said, the writing's on the wall. And it's going to be really cool to see the instant return, you know, get to Pittsburgh and, and play right away and Marcano there. Uh, but some other deals obviously probably going to be happening this week. We're going to talk about that in a second. Really one in particular is we planned on uh, on having this full trade deadline preview. We're going to drop that on uh, Tuesday of this week. But the Adam Frazier news obviously throwing a wrench into that. So we're going to be with you guys throughout the week as these trades break down. We plan on doing our trade preview as well if another deal doesn't happen before then. But let's save that for a second, guys. I want to know your thoughts on the Twitter reaction to this, the, the way that Pirates fans received this information obviously um you know mixed feelings on it and uh i know you guys got into the group message and kind of talked about the overwhelming amount of response immediately how do pirates fans feel and what do they need to know to feel more comfortable about this trade obviously ben charrington doesn't miss very often he hasn't missed with the pirates quite yet um you know but but what was that reaction and, and what do you say to those fans i mean the reaction is what you would kind of expect you know people weren't happy with what the pirates got all that sort of stuff. But again, just like I said, Ben Charrington has a track record. He won a World Series with the Red Sox. He built, did the majority of the building of a team that won another World Series with the Red Sox. You know, he helped rebuild a terrible farm system in Toronto, made it one of the best in baseball. And now he's doing that with Pittsburgh. He has a track record. He has proven that he can scout, evaluate, and find talent. If Ben Charrington wants a player and is willing to move money, to go get said player in addition to moving his best trade chip, you got to believe that he's getting something in return. Excuse me. That is going to be able to help the Pittsburgh pirates win down the road. Yeah. 
And I hate to make you repeat all that. I know you said a lot of that in the beginning, but I think it needs to be emphasized because the reaction wasn't the best at first. And, um, you know, this is very strategic, like everything else. We knew the reaction on that uh, Sunday night just two weeks ago when Henry Davis was selected number one overall. You just got to be patient with this and know that this is very strategic. Like you've been talking about the whole episode, both of you guys. If they had made this deal at the deadline, you know, maybe you feel differently. But they did do this five days early. Obviously, they feel pretty high on the players they're getting back. Uh, you know, they could be getting back a few more early in this week. Tyler Anderson has kind of been the hot name. Maybe the first guy to go now that Adam Frazier's been traded. What's, um, you know, the thought process here? Do they trade him early in the week? Stephen Brault potentially coming back to the roster here soon. Um, you know, are they, are they clearing space? Do they have a deal lined up? What do you guys think about Tyler Anderson? Yeah, that's something we were talking about before the show started. Um, you know, it makes a lot of sense that Tyler Anderson gets traded out and Stephen Brault, who is on the 60-man uh, 60 day IL needs a spot on the 40 man roster. So he would hopefully just replace them. And that's kind of, you know, part of this whole discussion with this Padres deal. Um, you know, so you added these guys who are going to have to be added to the 40 man. You still have like, you're, it's just kind of hazy how you're going to get it all to work out. But Anderson, it sounds like very well could be dealt. You know, there's been a lot of rumors surrounding him over the last 48 hours. Um, it sounds like Seattle's possibly connected. Uh, Seattle was very involved in Adam Frazier. They, in fact, made an offer um, that apparently was, you know, a competitive offer. But once again, it kind of shows that Ben Charrington was getting really something that he believes in from the Padres because, you know, that it, like I said, he had another offer on the table. Like Marty said earlier in the show, he offered that, you know, gave money also in that deal. So anyhow, to circle back, I do wonder, you know, if those conversations with the Mariners could lead to something for Tyler Anderson. Um, it sounds like they're in the starting pitching market. It sounds like they're in kind of both, which is interesting. It, you know, they're looking for a short term stopgap starting pitcher but also are kind of looking for players who could help this their team not this not only this year but next year and hopefully beyond so another name we've kind of been throwing around uh chad cole uh he's been pitching excellent and it sounded like they were willing to move him last trade deadline so i think he's another name to watch but i think tyler anderson will be the first one to go or the next one to go, I should say. Yeah, I, I agree completely with all of that. Right now, Tyler Anderson is slated to start Tuesday night against Milwaukee. I will not be surprised that start does not happen. Um, the Pirates are off on Monday. I think Ben Charrington is going to be a busy man that day trying to get Anderson moved before Tuesday night. Um, this is something, again, we talked about before we came on the air amongst three of us, but, you know, we don't want to risk him going out there making that other start and potentially getting hurt. You know, you move him right now when it's his line to start, he can jump in and make a start immediately for the new team. Uh, and these are all little things that can add that actually a little bit to what you can get for him in a trade. So I, I will not be surprised if Tyler Anderson has already made his final start with the Pittsburgh Pirates. 
Yeah, that's some good points there, Marty. Highlighting just the little things in this deal that we could see kind of change his week, certainly. A busy day tomorrow for Ben Sherrington. After making this deal with Adam Frazier, Tyler Anderson might be the next piece that he sends before the deadline this upcoming Friday. And let's talk about some of these other trade pieces as well. Richard Rodriguez, brought up a little bit earlier, is going to bring some hopefully solid return for the Pirates. Where do you see him ending up? Which teams have shown interest already? And when do we see this deal go down? Does Ben Sherrington wait to the deadline for any of these trades? Uh, again, I think it's going to be very similar to Frazier. If he can get a deal on the table he likes, he's going to jump. Um, with Rich Rod, you know, when Robert Murray joined the show a few weeks ago, he talked about in the offseason that there was seemed to be a deal in place with San Diego, and Ben Charrington didn't pull the trigger looking to get more. So San Diego, again, could be another team. Um, we have heard that Toronto is a team to really watch with any of the Pirate bullpen arms, rather be Rich Rod, Chris Stratton, Chase and Shreve, whoever it may be. And again, Toronto makes sense because Ben Sharon has got that connection to the organization. But I, other than Tyler Anderson, who I think Tyler Anderson's absolute slam dunk to be traded, I think the next highest odds to be traded by the end of the league is definitely Rich Rod. Yeah, I agree with that, Marty. You're looking at, you know, a closer who has the numbers, and those are often uh, valued at any deadline. Now, you know, there's some stuff about Rich Rod and, of course, the spin rates coming down and how does that affect his value. But, you know, I, I don't think it's going to affect his value a ton because it's still – I mean, every year the teams that lose in the playoffs, they lose because of their bullpens. It's it, Typically, that's what it comes down to, right? I mean, how many times the Dodgers and – excuse me, the Yankees have had bullpen issues that cost them the playoffs. So I think every playoff team is going to be in on Rich Rod, which is why I, I do agree with you. I think he's going to, he's the next most likely to be traded after Anderson, but I don't think he gets traded until maybe the 11th hour, because I, I think that is, you know, bullpen. You see those, um, deals usually closer to the deadline because those, like I said, can turn into more of a bidding war because every playoff team needs bullpen help. Yeah. And, you know, especially <clears throat> I, I've always felt that the the 2014, 2015 Royals were a team that in a lot of ways kind of changed the direction of baseball in the last half decade or so where they showed how having that elite bullpen can go out and get you to and win you a world series and like you said, ever since then, teams have just put a lot of emphasis on the bullpen for the postseason, and that's why I think we definitely see Richard move. And it's why that I think, you know, if I had to make a prediction, I think Chris Stratton gets moved as well, and I think Stratton could potentially have even more trade value than Richard because he can do so much for out of the bullpen. He can go multiple innings, and quite frankly, he has better overall stuff than Richard. The stuff is still there with him. Yeah. Like, there's no questions about that. Yeah, the, the spin rates are there. The, the curveball slider it's combination. Wow. Is just yeah. yeah. He can pitch you one inning. He can give you three or four. You know, he can kind of, I think Stratton this year, I think has like the second, third highest strand rate in the bull in the, in the national league. So he's great at stranding inherited guys. He can do anything for you out of the bullpen and comes with, I think he's controlled through either next season or the following season. So a lot of team control there as well. Yeah. You know, we, we talked about Kyle Crick before his designation as maybe another one of the guys in this bullpen that could be traded. Obviously, uh, not eligible for that anymore with the Pirates, at least. But any other arms out of this bullpen? Mentioned Stratton and Rodriguez. Anybody else that we could see the Pirates try to move, um, you know, closer to the deadline? 
I still think Chase and Shreve could be an arm to watch. Yeah, Left I think pitching well, you know. Yeah, once again, it's one of those things. Uh, teams are always looking for that extra lefty, extra bullpen arm. Um, you know, you you find the right team looking to make that last that last piece on their roster. Uh, you know, may the Mets make sense. That's where he was. Uh, yeah. They had some bullpen help, and they're familiar with him. So I, you know, they could make a lot of sense for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah and you know, I, I think with the Pirates. In, at this point, you kind of have to count backwards with these guys. You know, there's two, three players on this team that are really safe. But in this next week, I mean, you know, Ben Charrington could get really creative and we could see anybody go, um, you know, with the exception of probably Brian Reynolds is OK. Even though we saw I don't know if you guys saw that mock up that somebody sent to the group this week with the Yankees. Just a crazy deal. Uh, yeah. He's probably not going anywhere. And Cabrian is probably pretty safe as well. Um, but anybody else on this team you guys see being moved? Jacob Stallings had some conversations heat up in the last couple of weeks. Call Moran, maybe a piece as well. What do you guys see happening? I mean, I think if, if Moran was healthy, I definitely would watch him. But just that the, the injury issues over the last month or two, I think, keep him here. That kind of hurts his, his value. And I think Stallings is a – he's one that you move in the offseason. I think you'll have a bigger market for him. You know, you can kind of see – the free agent market for catching is never deep. So any team that misses out on the one or two catchers that I don't even know who's available coming up, but I'm sure, like I said, it's a small, small amount. More teams always need catching than is available. So I could see there being a good market for him. He's another, another one. He's past 30 at this point. So it doesn't really make sense to keep him long-term other than he is a catcher. So and it seems like he has really vibed in Pittsburgh and he might, you know, approach front office and look at a team friendly extension. And they might be open to that just because it is the catching position. You know what you're getting. But I I think we'll see some movement on Stallings this offseason one way or the other. Yeah, you know, I just pulled up the uh, the. Uh, you know what? Though? They don't need to extend him, Marty. Yeah. You told me that before. He's controlled through twenty twenty four. I keep forgetting that. Right. So you know, at that point, Andy Rodriguez, and Henry Davis should both be here. Yeah. So, right, they don't have to trade him. It's going to be one of those. If there's a team who really needs a catcher and is looking at Jacob Stallings and saying, like, hey, like, you know, this this is our guy, but I don't see that happening at this deadline. Yeah, and you know, I pulled up the free agent catcher list, and oh boy, it's 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 bad. You know, you got Tucker Barnhart has a club option. If that's not picked up, um, Posey has a club option. I can't I can't envision the Giants not picking that up though. If nothing else, because Buster Posey means so much to that organization. And you know, other than that, like who, like Yachty's a free agent, but he ain't getting he, anywhere. He ain't going anywhere. And B, he's 127 years old anyway. Right. Like Zanino has a club option as well. That if it's not picked up, but you know, let's say Barnhart and Zanino's options aren't picked up after those two go off the board. And Stallings is right there with them. Yeah, I'm not convinced that Barnhart is more value because he's cheaper. Yeah. So I'm, it's it's a like you know. The rest of this list, like, yeah, it's bad. Martin Maldonado, Sandy Leone, Travis Darno, Robinson Chirinos, guys who aren't like so, right. There's a team who's really like, all right, we need to solve our catching issue. Like, 
yeah, the Stallings could 100% make sense. Yeah. If there's a team that's saying, hey, let's get out in front of it, you know, because they're doing what we just did, it's not hard. You know, once again, these front offices mm-hmm. are doing that. You know, they're looking. They know what the free agents are going to be, and they know who's going to be available maybe yep. even trade-wise. You know, they can kind of get an idea. So if there's a team who's really saying, like, all right, we need a catcher, and we want him this offseason either way, you know, so let's go and just get this done now. Yeah. Maybe. But you would have to find a team in 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 the playoff contention and who's willing to part with what they're going to have to part with to acquire, you know, a, a solid catcher. I mean, yeah. he, he won't be easily had either. And a great clubhouse guy for, you know, whichever I mean, team he is. A lot, there's a lot to him. Oh, yeah, yeah and with sure. catchers, that clubhouse presence is obviously vital because not only are you kind of viewed as that quarterback out there on the field, you're also running this pitching staff. You know, if there's any position, it's kind of that maybe the clubhouse guy, it's catcher. Those catchers kind of have have that extra tool, you know, with with how they handle mm-hmm. the, the pitching staff, and especially a young pitching staff. And that's that's why I could see the Pirates wanting to keep them around, but. Yes. Uh, you know, it's it's one of those Charrington, you know, like you said, he's he's going to listen on everyone. So, oh, for sure. No doubt about it. And, you know, Jacob songs, we talked about this last episode. <sighs> that could be one of those guys that eventually, you know, comes back to coach for the Pirates one day if he is dealt somewhere else. So we'll keep a tab open on that one. Some we, got one other one. we got one more person we forgot. Who's that? Ben Gamble. Ben Gamble, of course. Yeah. Ben Gamble makes a ton of sense, especially for the Yankees, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, the Yankees need outfield help. They need left-handed hitting help. And the way Ben Gamble lifts the ball, I, I think he could, you know, have a lot of upside, actually, in Yankee Stadium if he hits the way he's hitting here. Yeah. No, it's yeah, White Sox uh, could be a team to watch with Gamble as well. Yeah. And, and Seattle, again, because with Seattle looking for controllable guys, Gamble's controlled through next season. It's from there. Or, yeah, yeah. So I think I definitely wouldn't be surprised to see Gamble go. That's what I mean. Like he's controlled through next season, but honestly, I don't know if he'll his value can get much higher. Like exactly. you're selling him for what he's doing, like right now, actually, yeah. and it's it's hard to, I, I like you know what. There's a good chance that he loses value from this point mm-hmm. on because he starts to regress because. Yeah look at his career numbers the control through next year like at at the end of the day he's not part of the big picture so i don't you know you can find another ben gamble this this offseason and sign him if you're worried about filling out the outfield for next year and with gamble it's very similar to frazier where career numbers good player not a great player since coming to pittsburgh he's had a great season you know, if you take away his one for 16 or whatever it was with the Indians, his overall numbers this year are really freaking good. Again, be, you combine those things, trade value is never going to be higher than it is right now. You know, and I think that's why you will see the Pirates try and jump on that. You know, I just – I feel like we've thrown a lot of names out there, but, you know, in, it's They're really – in that situation. Yeah. Like, I think Anderson definitely goes. Rich Rod goes. Stratton, I think, is a good case to go. Same with Gamble and Jason Shreve. And Chad Cole are probably two guys to watch as well. Yeah. Uh, you know, to, to summarize, like Marty said, I think 
by the end of the week, I wouldn't count on Rich Rod and Tyler Anderson being on this roster. I think th- those two and Frazier are the were the locks to be dealt. And then from there, yeah, I think we could see potentially Gamble and Shreve dealt if there's, you know, a, the right team calling. Um, you know, that will take a little more work. But, yeah, I, I definitely think we're going to at least see two more trades this week. We could see upwards, like Marty said, of five or six maybe. That's just crazy to think about. And, you know, Noah, Noah Wright. Either. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I mean, that one's a, a bit of a stretch contract-wise. Everything else, the injury history. Hey, it looks I mean, like they're willing to include money. Yeah, I mean, you can't rule it out. There's there's nobody on this team is safe. It's, it's just the reality right now. Ben Sherrington has a very strategic plan that he's going to follow, you know, if it means trading Richard Rodriguez, Tyler Anderson, and Gregory Polanco, Ben Gamble, whatever they got to do. Uh, but a big day today in Pirates baseball is Adam Frazier is finally dealt – Guys, we don't look crazy anymore. We've been talking about this for a year and a half. Finally, the trade is made. We don't have to talk about it anymore. Literally. (laughs) Every other episode. I don't know what we're going to talk about now. I know. Yeah. Our our long national nightmare is over. Waiting for Frazier to be traded. Now, we don't know what we're going to talk about anymore. I'm pretty sure we were talking about Frazier getting traded on, like, the first show we ever did. (laughs) Adam Frazier trade rumors was, like, a building block pillar of Run Butter Radio. Oh, it's huge. I don't think there's been an episode of time where it hasn't been a, a centerpiece of this show. So a big day for Rum Buncher Radio along with the Pittsburgh Pirates in return that we're going to wait and see on. But guys, it's it's going to be all right. I think that as time goes on, you just got to be more comfortable with this trade. Read up on these players and, uh, you know, go to our website as well to check out the write-ups on these guys. Articles surrounding other trades going on as well from staff writers like the guy I just mentioned, Noah Wright, Steve Stroko, Vincent Spallone. We got a lot of content out right now. And a big month of July. We appreciate your guys' support. For Marty Leap and Nick Caparoso, my name is Trey Andy. You can find the rest of our episodes wherever you get your podcasts. Apple, Spotify, Omni.com. And you can go to fansided.com as well, slash rumbunter. Until next week, everybody, the Pittsburgh Pirates have traded Adam Frazier to the San Diego Padres mm-hmm. for three prospects and potentially some trades coming this week as well. Have a great week, everybody. Let's go Bucks. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.